Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, my God. Do you like it? Can I say, oh, my God? Uh, sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. It's a really mature sound. I think the choice was pretty clear. It's been eight months since I first met Chris. That first day when I sat with him in Abbey Road Studios and he explained his label to me, as an outsider, I wondered whether his big dream of cool Christian music could sell. But I never even bothered to wonder whether it could move me. Well... God works in mysterious ways. Like, it's got this really sexy, like, sting vibe to it. (laughs) I love it. I'm Chris Lawson-Jones. And I'm Lily, the secular podcast producer who's been recording this journey. The song that I was listening to at the start of the show? That was Rivers and Robots. Chris's big breakout stars, four boys from Manchester making creamy, soft dream pop with a Jesus filling. Things have moved on a lot for them since our last episode. Chris was worrying over their single. Now, he's slaving over their forthcoming album. But for the most part, the work with Rivers and Robots is done. Remember Lucy Grimble, the electro-acoustic singer-songwriter Chris fell for at a music festival? He's still working out what kind of deal he can afford to give her. And after he dropped a bad news bomb on harmonica movement, he's decided to ask their lead singer, Daniel, whether he wants a publishing deal on his own without his bandmates. Meanwhile, out in Nashville, bushy-tailed soul singer Junior Gar is on board. But will Chris be able to work with him across the pond? And then there's another new prospect on his radar, Danny O'Callaghan, 30-something Londoner with more than a touch of the Bonnie Vares to him. In fact, his music reminds me of the war on drugs, but with fewer drugs. The artists are all waiting to iron out the album deals. Well, the minimum, in theoretically, would be one song. Yeah, you could you could sign for one song and see how that goes. I've never done a deal like that, but I have heard of them. And the maximum would be five albums. No one would really sign more than that. It used to be ten albums, and that was what the big, the famous George Michael court case with Sony was about: was that they signed people for ten albums, which is really the lifetime of an artist's career. This is where Chris has to manage expectations. But it's always exciting to tell an artist it's time to make a record. 
Chris was looking forward to meeting with Danny. The, the long and the short of it is that we'd be up for working towards a, an album for you. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So did that, was that something that, because you mentioned that you had all the budget chats and you were like looking at, I think you were just waiting on some things before you could give it like a definite. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I was up till midnight figuring out because yeah. our financial years run from June to June. So we're coming towards the end of this one and planning okay, for the next right, one. Right, right, yeah. But I think yeah. a number of things in the last <coughs> few months, including our chats, but also the way I've observed some of the doors that are opening for you, that God mm. is opening for you, and other things. It's just a lot of things start coming together and you think, okay. I think this is a really good time. Yeah. What do you feel like that could look like in terms of the process and like how would it work for running club to, in terms of like release schedules and like songwriting rights? and Roughly, yeah. I would say we should start by aiming to have an album out this time next year. I know it sounds like a long time away. It's really not. But it's, it it's not when yeah. it comes to the writing and it's, There'll be, a, there'll be stuff out before that. Like, yeah. there would be kind of a, probably a roll up to that from January next year. Yeah. Does that make There's sense? a lot to do in that time. Yeah. yeah. So it's a year project between today and when that comes out this time next year. Yeah. Which involves everything from writing to starting to think about how we're going to record it, who's going to record it. Yeah. At church last Sunday, I had this sense where. I had, it was like, I have, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I had this thing where God was saying, like, like Danny, like it felt like quite sharp, but it wasn't aggressive and it also wasn't like nicey-nicey. It was really strong and determined and like, come on, step up, like really step up now. It felt like there was a, like an urgency to it, um, like any like loving father would do that, but I just felt like there was an urgency to the call, and I thought even within him saying my name, I felt like there was so so much loaded in that. Chris doesn't really talk this way, at least to me, but he's fluent in it. And here he seems to see that Danny needs a bit of expectation management, that maybe he needs to sell him more of the hard everyday slog before he gets carried away with the beautiful dream. There are sacrifices that are, are necessary in terms of the work required and mm. Even even emotionally, like going through the creative process and the development process, and, mm. and then time away. From, mm. So that's health. It's healthy to recognise that. Mm. Yeah, it's one of the funnest things you can ever do in life. But it, mm. it doesn't mean it's not doesn't come with a cost. Yeah. especially in the establishing phase. Yeah, that's that's yeah. it's like going through the fire, you know. Mm. And once you're established, you're away. Maybe things get a little bit. There's a bit more of a natural momentum, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, totally. And that's why I wouldn't put someone through it if I didn't feel they were ready. Yeah. Or if their life wasn't orientated towards it. Yeah. And that's where my caution comes in on the, on the front end. Yeah. Um, Which was almost to filter out that, because it's not that you were testing that when we last met, but I think there was this... I sensed from you there was like this, okay, you've really considered this and you've considered what I've had to say. And I mentioned to you, I came away feeling a bit deflated because I was like, Phew. but actually I went away and I prayed about it and took the time and was, instead of reactive, I, I, I felt like, okay, that was a challenge there. Let's rise to it. 
um, and, and and start and start going with it. So no, that's been cool, and that's that's what's been helpful that's for awesome. me as well. I'm gonna switch this off for a while. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So Chris has finally put all his chips on the roulette table. He has a full roster, five artists in various stages of development, only one thing stands between him and his dream of Christian music so good it could get in the regular charts. That's statistics. Lots of them. Virtually no Christian acts have ever made it into the UK top 40. Only one band has gotten close. On Easter Sunday 2010, the single History Maker by Delirious entered the UK charts at number four. Welcome Hello. to CBBC. Hello. Please introduce yourselves to us. Starting at the end. Well, I'm Stu G. I'm Tim. I play the keyboards. I'm Martin and I sing. I'm Stu Smith. And I'm John. Hello. Hello. Is it true that you toured with Bon Jovi? They were, as The Guardian's chief pop critic told me in an earlier episode, just a great band who happened to be making Christian music. They'd sell out the 6,000 capacity Hammersmith Apollo, Radio 1 said they were pop's best-kept secret, and in 1997, their song Deeper hit number 20. Delirious's spindly indie guitars and yawling choruses chimed perfectly with the Britpop age. They were anthemic like James, groovy like the charlatans, cheeky like Supergas, joyous English guitar pop. But the secret was how they remained. They definitely courted the mainstream. They were criticized by a lot of Christians for doing so, but the mainstream never quite courted them back. It's a problem that still weighs heavy on Chris's mind, a battle he's going to have to face. He's wagered his reputation on winning it. Which is why Chris found himself, one Thursday recently, face-to-face with Delirious's lead singer, Martin Smith. And for me as a kid... Growing up, it was really exciting to see this music that we sang in church starting to find its way into places that I wouldn't have expected. And I remember one day after school running down to HMV Guildford, um, where you guys were setting up to play, and 
I was felt like I was witnessing something I hadn't seen before. So your music did start navigating its way into places that were unusual at the time. Like what? Where did you find like on that cultural side? Where did you find where you were? You guys were accepted, and where did you find you were rejected or came up against misunderstanding? Sure. Yeah, I think it was new territory. Um, the thought of like a Christian band or Christian music sort of infiltrating the mainstream music scene is like a horror show, isn't it? It's like, um, you, you know, the church don't want it to happen and, and they don't want it to happen even more. <laughs> it's like so, so both sides are struggling with this concept of could you sort of hear God's songs on the radio or, you know, and it's just a, a strange thing, isn't it? It wasn't necessarily like this big, huge, like, vision in our heads. It was like, well, that's what we're writing about, so we should probably go and do that. And maybe when we're there, we could maybe see some things happen as well. And you'd meet everybody from the sort of hardened security guys that are used to having, like, boy bands in and, you know, you know and, and, like, completely blowing their minds, that all, all these people from church were filling these record stores and, like, standing at the front with their hands in the air, like, it's like, what on earth is this? Uh, but it was, it was very exciting. What about how the mainstream public in the UK would receive or interact with spiritual songs, worship songs? Have you noticed any shift in that since you guys were starting out? A massive shift. I remember um, having conversations with amazing A&R people at big labels that would come to a Delirious show, absolutely love it, couldn't believe the sort of crowds and, and right, this is amazing, we're going to, I'm going to take this back to my boss tomorrow morning and we're going to do this. And then inevitably by the end of the day it's like, oh, I'm so sorry but I'm not sure we can help. Because, yeah, people were afraid of losing their jobs over us, you know, because it's like it was just too risky. You know, Christian music, really, you know, on the Virgin label or Universal or whatever it was, it's like that's not really the coolest thing. But I think it is amazing to see the amount of spiritual content now. Artists like Stormzy, of course, blatant hymn writing. Uh, in the mainstream. I think the Jesus word is still a struggle. Uh, you can sing about God all day long now. No one really cares, do they? But I think, um, you know, there's power in the name of Jesus. It's a precious name. And that really gets on people's nerves. And so I think that's the struggle still. And, and how's that, how that shift happened? Well, I think people love the notion that at last there's this realisation that there could be something bigger than us that is a force in the world to help us. Ten years ago, it was cool to say you're an atheist. I don't think it's cool now to say that. I think to come out and say there is no God is actually anti-cultural now. People are broken, people are desperate, and so people are searching big time and... Um, I think that's where the church has to step up and keep opening the doors and keep making brilliant music, you know. 
while I've got in front of me someone who I looked up to when I was coming through, I'm going to ask you some advice. What, well, I've got, we've locked the door, so you can't get out until you give me some advice. So thinking of your own kids coming through, others that you know, like they've got the advantage of connectivity, but they're struggling to monetize their music. But suddenly these cultural barriers have come down. There's a hunger and appetite and a, um, an acceptance of the kind of music we make. Like, what would you say to me as someone trying to create a, a valuable, sustainable home for them? Like, what, what can I do to help these guys out? Well, I think there are two things that, that uh, we all need. It, it, it's authenticity and bravery. And if, if you can have that in the heart of who you are and in, in everything you do, then it's amazing how many good, what good things happen. I think that, um, you, you know, trying to attempt to copy what's happening in the mainstream scene or, oh, that's where it's going, so we should try and do that or do this. Uh, believe me, I've tried to do those things and it, you just find yourself falling on your face, you know, flat on your face because you're trying to do what someone else is brilliant at and, and not really able to do it. Um, and I think that's probably one of the things that we have got to shake off as the church. You know, just be who you are and be bold be authentic, um, sing the lyrics you want to sing. And, and I think it's that that cuts through the noise, not necessarily even making the coolest sounding thing, but um, you've got to be who you are. And, and people know it instantly, don't you, if you're trying to not... If you, if you step outside of that. I still, I still see another youth movement coming in Great Britain something that really represents that age group, you know, that is not that sort of white boys develop worship sound. And um, I think there's something to emerge of that same dynamic. I don't know what it looks like, but I think it will look a lot more colourful, um, musically more eclectic. And, and it will be reflective of kind of where, where everyone's at. Where everyone's at by the following weekend is David's Tent. A few of the running club acts have trooped down to this Christian music event in West Sussex, billed as a 72-hour non-stop worship festival. Hello? Hey, Lily. So you're sitting all right. I'm kind of in the field, so <laughs> it might not be the best. That's Jonathan from Rivers and Robots. I pulled him out of the tent to talk to him and to find out if this festival is really pushing boundaries. And plus, I heard he had some pretty exciting news after the single dropped. This is actually the fifth year we've been to David's tent. And uh, I think the first year we came, it was like mostly American bands seemed to be on, and, which is great. Like, they're all amazing, but... Um, What's been really exciting for me is like every year we come back, there's usually more and more UK fans here. And um, it's kind of feels a bit more fresh each time. Like there's a lot more people doing unique sounds and bringing some styles that are a bit different. And um, 
yeah, this year's been amazing. It's just like loads of different sounds and genres going on all the time. So, yeah, it feels good to be a part of it. I think David's attempt is a bit more understanding for what we do now, especially with it being the fifth year here. And every time we come back, people seem to be singing the songs. So we're kind of excited to try the new ones out this time. We've got a couple of ones from the new album coming out, and uh, we're going to play them for the first time tomorrow. So we'll see if that goes down all right. I hear you have big news. Yeah, we, um, we're coming out with an album in September 14th, and uh, we've put out two singles so far. So one called Dreams, one called Satisfy. And um, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. They've, they've both been picked up by like pretty major playlists on Spotify. There's like a Christian music guy at Spotify that just like his role is to find up and coming Christian music and feature it. And um, there's been like two of the major playlists that features our tracks now. So the songs have kind of blown up pretty quick. I think Satisfy has just hit like 150,000 streams just on Spotify in, in like two weeks. <laughs> and yeah, it's been pretty crazy. And it seems to be reaching a lot of people that haven't heard of us before so yeah that's been fun <laughs> that playlist is called worship now it's a big deal seriously it has just under a million followers and the rivers and robots single is just below a hillsong track hillsong the justin bieber endorsed mega church of pastor carl fame it's basically the top 40 charts of cool worship music people listen and people in the biz sit up and take note as a result Everything's spiraling faster than anyone had imagined, and they've been left running to catch up. Their Spotify listens have hit 150,000, meaning that a big U.S. booking agent wants to send them on a marathon tour of the States. We've been trying to get over to America for like pretty much five years. I mean, when we first put out our All Things New album in 2012, um, they got a bunch of downloads and I think 90% of them were from America. And um, even since then, like the majority of our audience has been American and we've never figured out how to actually get over there. And you have to get visas and have someone that's kind of organizing things for you there. And it won't be so tricky now because that American booking agent has headhunted them. He's worked with like some of our favorite artists like uh, Gunga and Olsen's and Daughters and some of these guys that we kind of see as being a little bit further on than we are. And, I like Jonathan. He's really earnest and sweet. But I have to say, I've always agreed with Chris's assessment that the boys don't exactly bring it on stage. I wonder whether they brought it at David's tent. And if not, how they'll cope with the endless carousel of a U.S. tour. Though I do notice he's a lot more slick on the phone than he was a few months ago. And I can't help feeling his confidence is blooming. He's born again. Again. <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. One of the things we've been working on right now is like, how do we bring something more visual to the set? Um, so it's not just like five, four geeky looking guys stood on stage. Um, and I think we're realizing like, even just trying to be more intentional about looking at other artists and how they perform on stage, like not everyone jumps around and like screams at the crowd and gets everybody hyped. But like, <laughs> Some artists uh, are quite chilled out on stage, but they look comfortable and there's like a good visual look to it. And I think that's the kind of thing we're aiming at for this tour is like, how can we still be ourselves, but do it in a way that looks comfortable and looks professional and has like visual interest to it, like video screens and all this kind of stuff. So um, we're currently developing that right now, but we've got about a month to get it ready <laughs> and we'll see how it goes. 
So the new single is a hit and bringing in the Christian millennials. They're about to break America. So that means along with Junior, that's two running club musicians crossing over. But what about going for the Holy Trinity and crossing over to a secular audience? I feel like we've started to get a few haters now, which is quite funny. Um, <laughs> Whoa, what? Like, both from the Christian world and the non-Christian world. <laughs> um, so we had a guy, I think, I can't remember who it was, but someone commented on one of the new songs on YouTube and was like, why is this Jesus music showing up in my recommendations? This is really bad. <laughs> um, but we kind of find that quite funny. and kind of cool that it's reaching people that, or being recommended to people that had probably never heard this stuff before. So um, even if they don't like it, it's kind of interesting to hear that it's reaching new people. <laughs> being hated. It's no new thing for Christians. Jesus turned the other cheek so much he had whiplash. Being noticed, though, that's something that often has to happen even before the hating. What's that Gandhi quote? First they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win? Well... They're not laughing now, but they could be soon enough with a bit of luck. Chris has definitely gone somewhere, but I still wonder whether Chris feels like he's got to where he wanted to be. Pinning him down these past few weeks has become increasingly maddening. He's always in a meeting. He's always on another call. He's always polite, but I feel like I'm only able to scrap tiny barnacles of time off of the vast hull of his life. That level of busy has got to wear you down after a while. When we meet, unnervingly, he seems to have been watching Jaws on loop. I am feeling great and overwhelmed at the same time. Um, But it has meant that it's all sort of snowballed a bit quicker than I imagined. And I'm really struggling to keep up with the workload now. Um, It surprised me how many people are are on our wavelength. I, I thought that we were probably um, reaching a, a minority or a, a significant minority or a, a niche that might grow into something. But I, I think the, the hole that we've stepped into is way bigger than I thought. So that that's really surprised me and is leading to loads of other thoughts in my head about what Running Club is, what it will become, what it's... Um, contemporaries might look like because it's not we need more than one label it's not we're not going to be able to do it all um so i'm excited i'm really excited um and now that the first music's out there and actually reaching an audience and i'm seeing the stats of its listenership and it's getting on the top playlists and people are going out on tour like it's really happening um so I feel like I'm not sort of shouting into a void or, or and just coming up with like ideas. I, it's actually happening. There's, there's results, there's stuff you can pin it to and say, if you do this and this, this is the result and people are gravitating towards it. So it gives me a lot of confidence moving forward because we've now got some stats to back up what could have just been a lot of hot air or sort of hypothesis. too. 
I've learned that Christians are really thoughtful, engaged, creative, and the modern Christian gives it 100%. I have a lot of respect for that. And while I'm still not going to be body popping it with Bieber and Pastor Carl at the Hillsong anytime soon, I feel like I've been inspired to reach across the aisles. I've never even said grace, but I feel like we should end this series with a prayer. So I got Chris to do one. Is do the right verb? I guess it's too late to start asking open-ended questions like that. Over to you, Chris. Hi, Jesus. I want to say thank you for everything you've done to inspire Running Club and to bring it to where it is we are today and even to bless the music that we've put out so far and other all the other stuff we're doing. And as we look forward, rededicate this whole thing to you today and ask that you would always lead us and guide us, lead and guide me, show us what you're doing and give us the wisdom discernment to know how to follow that and I also ask that you would stay close to us and that we would stay close to you the source as we do all the things we're going to do moving forward in Jesus name Amen This episode of Running Club Records was produced by me Lily Ames Sound design was by Ned Porter and consultation was provided by John T. Herman and Gavin Haynes. And if you're liking the podcast, you can follow the story in real time online. Follow Running Club Records on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And check them out at runningclubrecords.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.